Let's go to Money Now. Mary Holm has joined me in studio. Hello there. Hello, Jesse. Good topic, this one. We got lots and lots of questions after I mentioned it just after one o'clock. KiwiSaver for people heading into retirement and just after you retire. Yeah, look, any KiwiSaver topic, we get lots of questions. But I would quite like to say right up front that a lot of what I say will apply to younger people in KiwiSaver as well because sort of, a lot of it's just sort of basic. KiwiSaver 101. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> a lot of it. And also to people who aren't in KiwiSaver, I mean, perhaps for retired people who didn't get into KiwiSaver, perhaps because they were too old when it started or they yeah, are not in, um, a lot of this is kind of more general investing principles as well. So I just don't want everyone to turn, you know, yeah. to, to go somewhere else because they're so not turn, specifically... Turn onto the rock until quarter to yeah. three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can't have that. Okay. No. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, remind us what happens at retirement. Well, at retirement, because we had... A, I think you've got a question from a... Listener about that. Do you want to read? Oh, haven't you got that there? Um, uh, is it one about the husband 10 years yes, older? Yes. Yes. Sorry. That's right. <laughs> Jesse, Mary, my husband is 10 years older than me. And Anne wants to know, do I have to wait until I'm 65 and until he's 75 until I can get my KiwiSaver out? So uh, presumably at the moment he's 65 and she's 55, do you think? Yeah, or, um, yes, that's right. Yes, we don't, we don't know. And the answer is yes, she does have to wait. You, you can't sort of ride in on, I mean, otherwise it could get ridiculous when you think about it. You could have someone turning 65 with a 20 year old partner who suddenly gets people would be marrying (laughs) 65 year olds just for the KiwiSaver benefits. That's right. Yeah, Yeah, it could get very dangerous. (laughs) And what Anne should keep in mind is that she, she might live for another. 40 years after she turned 65. So it's really, the idea is for the money to be for her retirement. New Zealand's very good at at treating um, people financially as individuals. We mm. don't lump everyone's tax together and tax people as married couples, which they do, for example, in America. And that leads to all kinds of complications like not getting married specifically because it will hurt your tax situation. And We should do yeah. that as a topic at some point. Yeah, we should, yes. Options when you get married or get into a relationship about how to structure your finances. Can yes, we, we should, shouldn't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I do know that when, when I lived in America... We, my husband and I, paid four thousand dollars more a year because we were married, and that was, and that would probably be about twenty-five thousand now. It was a long time ago. Mm. It was big money. We're, unfortunately, we were already married when we got there, but we had quite a few friends who didn't marry for that specific reason. Yeah, but interesting. It's a whole other topic. Okay. But, but so, what happens to Anne when she um, gets to sixty-five at retirement um, with KiwiSaver? Usually, and we'll get to the unusual circumstances in a minute, but for most people, the tax credits stop when they turn 65. And in in the year they turn 65, their tax credit's actually proportionate to the amount of the year that they're under 65. So if they turn 60, the KiwiSaver year goes from July 1 to June 30. Mm. So if they turn 65 halfway through the year, then they get a tax credit of half the usual amount mm-hmm. and they they calculate it out for you. You don't have to worry about that. That just the government IRD takes care of that. So the tax credits stop and compulsory employer contributions stop, but employers can and quite often do continue to contribute. Um, nudge your employer along if that's you and, and say to them, hey, I've heard 
Mary says lots of employees continue. Um, because it they're not going to do worse off, are they? I mean, they're worse off than well, if they stop doing it, but no yeah. worse than the previous year. That's right. Mm. That's right. And it's a nice thing to do for people. Um, no, Norm the, was – sorry, you finished on that point yet? Um, just one more yes, thing no, yeah. about, about um, what happens at 65 is I suggest you – don't close down your KiwiSaver. You can at that point. You can close the whole thing down and take all the money out. But the, there are a couple of reasons to keep it open. Even if you take most of the money out, you could take most of it out but leave $5 in, or perhaps you'd better ask your provider. They might they might say it's got to be 50 or something. But leave a little amount in, I would suggest, to everybody because, for one thing, compared with similar investments that aren't in KiwiSaver, the fees are usually lower That's right, yeah. in KiwiSaver. And quite apart from that, a lot of people um, in KiwiSaver, they've never had a managed fund investment before. KiwiSavers are managed funds, mm. and they and they just wouldn't know how to get into another similar investment outside KiwiSaver, although mm. most of the providers offer them. But it's quite a good vehicle for people to be in, in retirement anyway. Yeah. And so I would suggest before, don't close it down. Keep your options open. Yeah. Um, Norm was one of the people who got in touch. He's 64, and he yes. wants to know whether it's worth joining KiwiSaver at this stage. Yeah, now that feeds right into what I was going to say next, which is definitely, Norm, you must. Um, in fact, any any younger listeners out there, sometimes sometimes I say to them, nudge your parents about this. If you know anyone who's around 60 or, or between 60 and 65, roughly, who's not in KiwiSaver... Tell them it's really they're really silly not to join at that at that stage. Earlier, when I said usually the tax credits stop, they don't stop if you haven't been in KiwiSaver for five years. So everybody, regardless of their age, gets five years of tax credits and five years of compulsory employer contributions. So if you join at sixty four, you'll get that until you're sixty nine, and so everyone gets at least five years. You also can't withdraw your money. You've got to tie it up for those five years too. So if you start at 64 through to 69, you get the tax credits, employer contributions if you're an employee, and you can't take your money out. Okay. So you're treated like a, a younger person. Mm. Um, well, it's one way to feel a bit younger <laughs> in, in your retirement years. But if the, the point about joining is that if you're employed, obviously you're going to get some contributions from, from your employer as well as the government. That's just money that it'd be real pity not to have. If you're not employed, you can still get into KiwiSaver, of course, and if you contribute um, $1,043 a year, which is which is $20 a week, you can do it in monthly sums of $87, it is a month. Um, for, and if you if you put that in for five years, so you're putting in roughly five times $1,000 for five years, and the government is putting in $2,600 uh, over five years for you. And so why on earth would you turn away that money from mm. the government? If you're, Some people say, well, I don't need it. I'm rich enough. And I say, well, just get it anyway and give it to charity. Um, <laughs> it's your way of directing some of the government's money the way you would like it to be. So um, you just want to get in there and, and make the most of, of that opportunity. People might get a bit cross with you for saying that, Mary, taking money off the government if you don't need it. Wouldn't you uh, leave it with the government yeah, and it's a good get point. it to the general fund? It's, it's, or save the taxpayer? Yeah, but maybe that's an ethical question, isn't it? I mean, I, in some ways I admire people who say I don't need KiwiSaver and therefore I'm not in it. But 
uh, judging from a per- perfectly selfish point of view, it's quite nice to say, well, I don't like... Everyone's got some gripes about how the government spends its money. Uh, so here's a way to... Because you can still give it to what the government would have given it to anyway. <laughs> give, it, give it to the local childcare centre or something. Yeah, OK. Yeah. yeah. Um, I heard from one person about... Uh, where to put her money. She was in a conservative fund. In fact, she's 68, and uh, her money is in a conservative KiwiSaver fund, and she wants to know whether she's best to invest it somewhere else, who, with, and where. Should she try and keep contributing? And I know you were going to talk to us about what type of KiwiSaver fund is best at this age. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's um, Basically, to start with, I think that at any age at all, before retirement, you might as well have your money in only one KiwiSaver fund, although you, you can have it in more than one. You, you've got to be with one provider only, but you can be in more than one fund with mm. that provider. And there is a counter-argument that says um, that you might learn a bit more about the markets if you put some of your money, say, in a conservative fund and some of it in a growth fund, and you can sort of watch over the years how... The growth fund will go up and down more, but will probably grow faster. So if you want to do that for a sort of learning um, mechanism, you could do that. But generally speaking, for most people before retirement, you might as well have it all in the one fund. But at retirement, um, and this also applies to other savings, not just KiwiSaver. So you hit retirement, a lot of people get to retirement, they've got a certain amount of KiwiSaver money. They've often also got bank term deposits and other savings like that. And I would say, here's, the, here's what you should do. You've got to retirement, you've got a lump sum of money in KiwiSaver and possibly elsewhere. First of all, pay off any high interest debts. You should be doing that anyway all the time. Credit card debts, any other high interest debts, you've got to get rid of them, they're horrible. And then pay off any mortgages. If you've got a mortgage at retirement, you really are best to get get that paid down as much as possible. If you've done all of that, paid off debts and got them, got rid of the mortgages, then you can start doing other things with your savings. Um, a lot of people, when they very first retire, like to spend a bit of their retirement savings on sort of setting themselves up. They might get a, a new car or a new car to them. They might repair the roof. They might. Yeah. They, they sort of want to just get things all hunky dory so mm-hmm. that they won't be aren't likely to be any big expenses for the next. 10 years or so, something like that. So uh, it's quite a good idea to do that too, I think. And then once you've got money left over after that, um, so you've got some savings that you're hoping to spend during retirement, I would put some in a KiwiSaver cash fund or else bank term deposits, which are pretty similar actually. But the cash fund, the advantage of the cash fund is you're not tying the money up for particular period, you can mm. get it out whenever you need to. And I would put enough in there to be spending over the next two or three years. The sort of amount of money you think you're going to spend in the next two or three years can be in a KiwiSaver cash fund. A cash fund is a conservative fund? Conservative, yes, yes, good point. Conservative or they're actually on the KiwiSaver fund finder in the sorted website, which I recommend people use. They call it, um, oh, there's conservative and then there's a word for even less aggressive. Uh, yeah. Um Oh, defensive, it's called. Defensive. Yeah, yes, yeah. which is the very lowest risk risk fund. Um, <laughs> so beyond that, money that you expect to spend in, say, the next three to ten years, so you want to look at your lump sum and say, you know, this much I think I'll spend in the next couple of years, two or three years, this much I think I'll be spending in the next, say, three to ten years, 
good idea to put that in a balanced fund because then you're going to get a bit more growth on it. Um, but you don't want it too risky because you're getting quite close to when the time you're going to spend it. And then the rest could go into a growth fund or even an aggressive fund, which is even more um, high-powered. It's, it's purely shares and property, really, at that point, if you've got the courage to watch that balance going up and down. So at Kiwi, at, at retirement, you might have money in three different KiwiSaver mm. funds with one one provider. And the point is that you don't um, need all the money at 65. You need right. some of that money at 75. Yes, and some at 95, mm. hopefully. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> So um, you could you could enact that strategy at sixty, couldn't you? Yeah, you could. You could. And in fact, you know, some people move all their money as they're going through KiwiSaver to, say, a conservative fund by the time they're sixty. If you are a conservative person, um, that's not a bad idea. But it's it's not a great idea because it'd be quite good to leave some of it mm-hmm. in a growth fund, but assuming you're going to be living at least ten more years. Um, so, I mean, that might all sound a bit complicated. Some people might find it too complicated. And mm. if you don't like risk and you want to keep it simple, just put the whole lot in a conservative or even a defensive fund, the very lowest risk. Yeah, and if uh, it sounds um, good but you didn't quite catch it all, you can always go, well, you can listen back online, of course, but you can go to Mary's website, maryholm.com, and you've written about this. Yeah. Sometimes it's easy to see it in writing. That's right, yeah. yes. There's... there's plenty on the website about it. And then obviously, once, so you've set it up with the money you're planning to spend shortly in, in the low risk, uh, middle term money in the medium risk, high term, higher risk money for the long term. Every year or two, you want to be moving some down from the, you know, so that you've still got the couple of years ahead of you mm. in the cash fund, and, and etc. So you, you want to move some money down from high risk to medium and some from medium to low. Doesn't cost yeah. anything to bump it around like that? No, not within KiwiSaver. I don't think any of the providers charge. If your provider did charge, uh, look to go into another provider. Mm. Have a look on the KiwiSaver fund finder and find another provider. I don't think any of them charge for that. And another reason um, why it's good to do that through KiwiSaver rather than having, say, a third of your money in shares and a third in property and a third in term deposits is that yes. you can have transaction costs if you're trying to manage those That's a good point. movements yeah. yourself. Yeah. Yes, if you keep it within KiwiSaver, it's pretty good on those sort of costs. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Let me share a plan with you that someone yes. sent through. They want your approval, Mary. Yeah. Don't we all? <laughs> now, because I don't turn... 65 until February 2020. Since August last year, we've been living off my husband's New Zealand super, interest from savings, and a small rental income property. We are not big spenders, so we cope, although the current low interest rates are going to seriously reduce our income soon. I've been a KiwiSaver since inception, and while we had our business, we managed to save around $60,000, and at present it's 50-50 in growth and conservative funds. Sounds good so far. Now, I'm only saving $90 per month so I can qualify for the government top-up, also uh, something we learned to do from Mary. What I propose to do over the next four years is to put lump sums from term deposits as they come due for renewal into my KiwiSaver as they seem to get far better returns than I can manage to find. When I turn 65, I gather that the provider will then be able to feed back monthly sums at the same time as growing the remaining balance. What do you think? Broadly, I think, now this is from Jan, and she, I think she's got things pretty right for the most part. I'm glad that she's keeping contributing $90 a month because she's not yet 65, and so she's going to get the, the tax credit. That's excellent. Um, 
What I worry about a bit is that she says she's getting better returns in KiwiSaver than her term deposits, and that's why she wants to move her money from the term deposits into KiwiSaver. Whenever anyone gets better returns on any investment than another, you've got to always look at why. And it'll always, the, answer, the short answer will always be that it's riskier. If you get higher returns from a finance company than a bank, that's because it's riskier, etc., etc. Mm. Um so she's she's in a conservative KiwiSaver fund, I think she said, didn't she? Um, she's split between conservative oh, and that's growth. That's right, she is, yes, yes. So she's um and she's getting better returns than her term deposits, but that's because even in a conservative fund, there are some investments in quite a lot of investments in bonds, and often some in a little, a fairly small amount in shares as well. On the KiwiSaver fund finder, I highly recommend everyone goes on that and has a. Uh, looks at the check your current fund, scroll down and you'll see what sorts of investments your fund is in, and and so you're aware of that. So that is riskier. Being in a fund that includes some bonds, it, the shares are obviously riskier, but even the bonds. Um, in fact, in the current environment, it's quite possible people's bond balances will fall in in the future, in the near future. I should go into that in another session, actually, because but but. Um, it, it is riskier, in short. And so she's putting money from term deposits into riskier funds. Um, I would suggest she sets up her savings, as I said before, the money she's planning to spend after retirement in the first couple of years should be kept in bank term deposits or in a KiwiSaver defensive fund, which won't have the bonds in it. Um, a couple of other points. She talks about her provider giving her regular amounts each month after she turns 65. I think that probably every provider offers that. Certainly nearly all of them do. And so that's something you can set up with your provider to and ask them to take the money out of your cash fund mm. or your low-risk your low risk fund and and put it into your bank account monthly. Some of them might even do it more often than monthly. I mean, you, your New Zealand soup is coming in fortnightly. Um, you might want to set it up so it comes on in the week that the super doesn't come in or, or something like that. Talk mm. to your provider about that so you've got a regular weekly amount com- coming in. The other point I just wanted to make to Jan is that she's talking, they've got a rental property and she's talking about living off to some extent off the rent coming in. In retirement, um, it's not always a good idea to keep hold of that rental property because the capital, the, the value of the house you're not able to spend. You know, there's a lot of there's a strong argument to be said for selling it and perhaps putting the money into shares or something less risky so that you can eat into the capital as well. And the other point is that, you know, especially as you get older, you won't have worries about tenants and mm-hmm. whether there's a P lab there and whether you know, all the all the ghastly things that can people just don't pay, mm. gotta take them to the dispute, disputes tribunal tenants tribunal. Um I'm not necessarily on the landlord side here, but I'm just saying that um, a lot of people might want to consider selling a rental property once they get to retirement stage yeah. for those reasons. I recall yeah. as you were talking that you've got quite a nifty sort of formula for working out how much of your savings to get out each year in retirement. And I might send yes. people back to the website unless you can explain it. I could do. I could very quickly say yeah, go on. Um, if you, um, let's say you're 65, Uh, and you want to spend your savings until you're 85, and you're happy to think that if you're still alive, then you'll be happy on New Zealand super only because a lot of people are at that stage of their lives. Um, So the very simple way to do it is to divide your money by 20. You've got 20 years from 65 to 85. 
let's say you've got $100,000 in savings, divide it by 20 and spend $5,000 a year. And as you're eating into the money, you're still, the rest of the money, the balance there is earning returns on it, Mm -hmm. interest or dividends or whatever, um, which will help to keep pace with inflation. So it's a very rough rule, but it's not a bad rule. It actually can work quite well. Yeah. So the first year you you get out one twentieth of it, which is 5,000, but the next year you don't get out 5,000 and you get out one nineteenth of it, right? That's right. Next year, one nineteenth, next year, one eighteenth. might be more than 5,000. Yes, that's right, especially if it's growing a bit. You've taken money out, but hopefully the returns have... Have kept pace with that. Okay. Natalie yeah. says, Mary, I'll be 65 in three weeks, so your topic today is timely for me. Yes. I joined KiwiSaver in its first year, and although I haven't worked for a few years, I've continued to continue to contribute, depositing $1,000 each year in June. She's good, isn't she? Yes. Excellent. My money is in the conservative fund. Here comes the hard part. I check it fairly regularly these days, and for the last three months, the balance has dropped each month. Yes. As I will have the choice shortly of withdrawing the money and investing it elsewhere, I'd value your advice on should I stay or should I go sure, now? Yeah, it's it's um, the, as I said before, if whatever else you do, leave a few dollars in there just to keep keep your foot in the door. It will have gone down probably because the bonds in in the fund have probably gone down. Maybe even next week or next fortnight, a fortnight from now, I should talk about bonds and how. In a fund that holds bonds, you can lose value. Um, and that might continue to happen. So if she's really feeling nervous about that, she's got a couple of options. One is to move into a defensive fund, which is cash only, basically, mm-hmm. which is like or, or just moving it out into bank term deposits. But it won't necessarily keep going down. Um, we just don't know. Steve asks, Mary, if I die, does my KiwiSaver go to my estate or is it lost? Oh, yeah, it goes to your estate, yeah. Okay. Same as everything else, yes. Okay. Um, oh, I'm getting so many good ones through. What shall I share with you? Give me a second here. Sure. Um, okay, I was born in 1948 and became part of the National Provident Fund in oh, 1967. Yes. I continued to pay funds in uh, my career from 1977 to 2015. I didn't join KiwiSaver in 2006. I've never gambled, never alcohol or tobacco. I've saved money. I've owned my own home. And in 2006, I knew that I'd get the NPF money and superannuation on retirement, so I didn't take up KiwiSaver. I'm aware that I may have missed out on the $1,000 government top-up at the beginning. Have I otherwise lost out greatly by retiring on two forms of income rather than three? (laughs) I don't want to say he's lost... He or she? He. He, He's Richard. Richard. I don't want to say he's lost it too much because it will just make him feel sad. But he has lost out the $1,000 kickstart and some tax credits over the years, which which would amount to a few thousand dollars. Um, yeah, he's he's missed out on maybe eight or so thousand dollars from the government. Um, and, you know, given he was in the National Provident Fund, Richard, you might feel better about that. That was a very generous fund and you've done nicely out, that was nicely out of that one. So okay. overall you're okay. Yeah. Here's an interesting one from Trevor. As a recent retiree, one thing that was not well understood by me prior to my retirement is the cost of things that I couldn't do when I worked. 
These cost money which needs to be factored into required retirement funds requirements. Retirees, if they are active in their early years of retirement, can spend lots more than when they are working. Yeah. And the retirement calculators do not promote this conundrum, which in my view is an essential part of retirement planning that is seldom recognised. It's interesting that. Um, I've had some angry letters from, from listeners when I've said people spend less in retirement. I think certainly in the first few years of retirement, especially if you're pretty healthy, you can possibly spend more in total. Don't forget you're not spending money on commuting and, you know, work clothes and there's quite a few savings people make and you're also not needing to put money aside to save it anymore, typically. Mm. Um, so so on balance, but there are certainly... And it's probably a good sign if you're in your in your late 60s, say, and spending more than when you were, were working. It means you're out there living life to the full, so... Go for it. But typically people, by the time they're 85 or 90, say it's, it's hugely different by then. Someone, yeah. someone asks, Mary, when you compare a conservative KiwiSaver fund to a term deposits, do you take into account that there are fees on KiwiSavers and not on a term deposit? That's a good point. There are fees, yes. And, and some people say, well, term deposits, there aren't any fees, but in fact the bank just gives you a bit lower interest than it would otherwise give you if there were fees. Mm. So <laughs> so it, it's a bit hard to work that out. But be aware that a conservative KiwiSaver account, um, as opposed to a defensive one, which is defined on the KiwiSaver fund finder as one that's very low risk, um, the conservative one does include bonds and often some shares and so on as well. It takes more to manage, but... In the long run, you should be making higher returns. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to test you with a hard one to finish, Mary. Ian says, I'm 67. I've been in KiwiSaver at least six years. Can I still apply for the first-time loan? Ah, uh, I told you it was going to be a hard one. Yeah. So how many years has he been in? Six years. Oh, so he's only 67. Yeah. So he's no longer... If he'd been in for less than five years, he probably could. He's no longer... A um, sort of ordinary Kiwi. He's a retired Kiwi saver. Yeah, I don't know. Um, um, You're allowed to not know sometimes. Yeah, no, that, that's good on him, by be, the way. Yes, yes. Looking um, for a first time at sixty-seven. Yes, go for it. Um, go on the website and and got you know on Google the um, it's a Housing New Zealand website. It's got information about that. There's, they'd be ageist possibly to not let him. Right. Mary Holm, great to have you, and thank you for uh, your advice as always. It's a pleasure, Jesse. And Mary will be back in two weeks' time.